the reason that I'm doing this uh, mini episode is I wanted to explain the reason that I no longer endorse BetterHelp after them being a weekly sponsor of mine since 2017. Um, I did it for ethical reasons, and I've yet to explain on the podcast what those ethical reasons are. So I'm going to list them by reading uh, a report from the Federal Trade Commission that came out in the spring of this last year. And when this news came out, uh, I immediately ceased uh, doing ads for for better help. And um, one of the reasons also why I'm doing this mini episode is that uh, the, the ads that I read for them, endorsing them, um, appear in over 380 episodes, and I do not have the financial uh, ability to hire an editor to go back through and edit all of those out. So really kind of my only option is to put this disclaimer out there. So if, if you are listening to an old episode and I'm endorsing better help in it, uh, just know that that... I no longer stand by by that. Uh, and so I'm going to read this. This is on the uh, Federal Trade Commission uh, website. And I'm going to read the complaint. And it writes, The Federal Trade Commission, having reason to believe that BetterHelp Incorporated, a corporation, has violated the pro- provisions of the Federal Trade Commission Act, And it appearing to the commission that this proceeding is in the public interest, alleges respondent BetterHelp Incorporated, also doing business as Compile Incorporated, my therapist, teen counseling, faithful counseling, pride counseling, eye counseling, regain, and terapeuta is a Delaware corporation with its principal office or place of business. Uh, And then it gives the address. Um. Respondent has developed, advertised, and offered for sale an online counseling service, including specialized versions of this service for people of the Christian faith, members of the LGBTQ community, and teenagers, which matches users with respondents, therapists, and then facilitates counseling via respondents' websites and apps. Millions of consumers have signed up for the service, entrusting respondent with their email addresses, IP addresses, and certain information about their health status and histories, such as the fact that they are seeking or are in therapy and whether they have previously been in therapy. Because respondent collects certain types of personal information from consumers when they take affirmative steps to sign up for the service, Respondents' disclosure of that information to a third party would implicitly disclose the consumer's interest in or use of the service and therefore constitute a disclosure of the consumer's health information. For example, because respondent obtained a consumer's email address only when the consumer took affirmative steps to utilize the service, respondent's disclosure of this information would identify the consumer as associated with seeking and or receiving mental health treatment. Similarly, respondent's disclosure that a consumer took affirmative steps to sign up for the service, such as 
by filling out respondents' intake questionnaire for the service or becoming a paying user, along with the identifier, for example, an IP address, would disclose the consumer's seeking of mental health treatment via the service. Recognizing the sensitivity of this health information, respondent has repeatedly promised to keep it private and use it only for non-advertising purposes, such as to facilitate consumers' therapy. From 2013 to December 2020, however, respondent continually broke these privacy promises, monetizing consumers' health information to target them and others with advertisements for the service. For example, from 2018 to 2020, respondent used these consumers' email addresses and the fact that they had previously been in therapy to instruct Facebook to identify similar consumers and target them with advertisements for the service, bringing in tens of thousands of new paying users and millions of dollars in revenue as a result. To capitalize on these consumers' health information, Respondent handed it over to numerous third-party advertising platforms, including Facebook, Pinterest, Snapchat, and Critio, often permitting these companies to use the information for their own research and product development as well. In addition, Respondent failed to employ reasonable measures to safeguard the health information it collected from consumers. In particular, Respondent did not properly train its employees on how to protect the information when using it for advertising, and Respondent did not properly supervise its staff in the use of the information. Respondent also failed to provide consumers with proper notice as to the collection, use, and disclosure of their health information, and respondent failed to limit contractually how third parties would use consumers' health information, instead merely agreeing to their stock contract and terms. It was only in December 2020, well after reporters brought these practices to light and the FTC began investigating the practices, that respondent curtailed its unauthorized use and disclosure of consumers' health information. The acts and practices of respondent alleged in this complaint have been in or affecting commerce as, quote, commerce, unquote, is defined in Section 4 of the Federal Trade Commission Act. Uh, Later, uh, and this is uh, my words, uh, BetterHelp settled for $7.8 million and admitted no wrongdoing. And having all of those facts in front of me, I could not understand why BetterHelp would not, it being... It being a company that brings in hundreds of millions of dollars annually, I could not understand why it would not uh, fight to protect its name and instead settle. Uh, The fact that they admit no wrongdoing um, does not mean a lot to me because I have seen corporations do that before where they settle but admit no wrongdoing. Uh, And I'm not saying that they um, are guilty because these are allegations by the FTC, Um, but I personally believe these allegations, again, because I cannot understand 
why they would settle if they weren't true. My opinion, not stating fact. Uh, there is also information that I will not disclose here um, from 2018 that I had with BetterHelp um, that exacerbated my feelings about this situation. And I'm going to hold off um, on disclosing that. There may come a time in the future uh, when I feel it necessary to do that. Right now, I feel like the information that I just read to you uh, is enough for you to understand why I walked away from from better help. Um, and I do want to say, if you are currently using better help and you have a good relationship with your therapist, it is and it is helping you, please continue to do so because your mental health is more important than an issue that I have with better help's business practices. I have no issue with um, the therapy that better help provides and that's based on my experience having had several therapists who I found to be competent, compassionate um, and and well informed. So I want to delineate between my issue with their business practices and the therapy itself that they provide. Yes, there have been people who have had bad experiences with therapists um, through better help. Um, but that, that is a separate issue. And, um, I just want to, again, delineate that. So if you hear me speaking positively about, uh, better help in past episodes, just know that, um, I no longer endorse them and the reasons I listed, I hope you now understand and, um, those of you and and better help it was it was it was not a difficult ethical decision for me to make but uh financially better help provided um half of my income so walking away from that uh i have been asking for donations to try to um just have the podcast break even and um i also want people to know that this is the reason why I walked away from 50% of my income. And I hope it doesn't come across as me trying to paint myself as a saint or an angel. Um, it's I just want you to understand. And now I feel like I've over-explained myself. So uh, there you have it. And uh, again, I could use your financial support, whether it's through Patreon or PayPal, um, or you just uh, post a nice review and give me a rating on Apple Podcasts or spread the word through social media, or go and fill out a survey. There are non-financial ways that you can support uh, the podcast. And I hope all of this makes sense. And um uh, Thank you.